What's up, guys? Welcome to the R Strong Podcast. I am your host, Gage Rozier, and thanks for tuning in to the, today's show. It's been a minute since I've had a podcast out. We've had a really busy last few weeks and have a little time to record one, so here we are. Moving forward to quick uh, note on the podcast, I think a lot of the episodes, not everyone, but pretty much most of them, I'd say, a lot of the content is probably going to be used to discuss specifically what we are doing um, in our R-Strong training. Um, use this as a resource or channel for our members and maybe prospective members to learn a little bit more about what we do in the gym, uh, do some education around the training cycles, why we do certain things. You know, we certainly talk about that here and there within the training sessions themselves, uh, but sometimes it can get pretty busy, uh, run a pretty tight schedule. Um, that sometimes they don't have as much time to explain some stuff as much as I would like to. So this podcast might turn into that. If you're a coach who's been listening to this podcast for coaching tips and stuff like that, uh, I hope you continue to listen uh, because, of course, there will be coaching stuff that we'll talk about. And I think you can pick up on a lot of stuff um, as I explain <clears throat> maybe training cycles or whatever the topic is of the day, um, some, some tips, maybe um, ideas that can um, spread to your program as well. And honestly, that's one of my biggest ways to learn is by looking at other coaches' programs. Uh, there's a couple of coaches that I really like uh, to follow, and I've actually bought their programs. They have an online training service. I've actually bought um, you know, some of their training and did it you know, for a couple months or something like that. And just to see kind of how they structure things, uh, maybe some exercises they use, uh, the way they deliver things is a, a great learning process on the pick up some lot of cool stuff. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the assessments that we are starting to use in or for our strong performance with our strong life program, as well as our athletic performance program. Those are our two programs that we're running right now. Our strong life is for the kind of adult general population um, who's interested in, I call it strength fitness training. So it's fitness, um, you know, when you're not currently competing in a sport. I do consider you an athlete. That's why our tagline is building lifelong athletes. Um, but for the most part, everybody's goals, right, is to build lean muscle, uh, hopefully improve body composition, get stronger, uh, feel stronger, move better, um, have more confidence, those type of things. And that is the key to our Strong Life program and the assessment that we do along with that will reflect that as well. And then our other program we have is our athletic performance program. I have this set for... Um, kind of seventh through 12th grade. Uh, we do have some younger, a couple sixth graders in that program as well. Um, and this is training for athletes. You know, it's sprinting, jumps, uh, med ball throws, as well as our traditional strength training mix in there, just like we would um, train in a comprehensive program. So I scale that up or down, obviously, or you know, your 12th grade athlete is probably doing some things slightly different, some things the same as the younger athletes. Um, but those are the two programs that we're running right now. And what I've done and added to our Strong Life kind of membership um, deliverables, I don't know if that's the right word or not, is an assessment. This is something that I've, is very important in training. And very early on your podcast feed here in one of my episodes, I talked about the difference between working out and training. And one of those big key differences, in my opinion, is that when you're training, you're tracking your progress. Um, there are certain KPIs, if you want to call that, call it that, or just um, benchmarks that you're always coming back to just to see kind of how you're progressing. And 
that is essentially what our two assessments are. Um, disclaimer to these, or to preface this little conversation quickly, these aren't the only things we track. These aren't the only exercises we do. Um, but the goal of strength conditioning and athletic performance or fitness training is the adaptation itself, right? It's not necessarily to get stronger at one specific exercise, but it's about what getting stronger at that exercise does to the body and to your performance, right? So the goal is to get stronger, not necessarily stronger specifically at one thing. Um, but on the opposite side of that, it is good to always continually be tracking one thing um, or a couple things along each kind of trait, strength or power or um, stamina or whatever it is. It's always good to come back to the same marker over and over again um, over a period of time. So you can gauge progress. You're, you're comparing apples to apples, right? So, all right. So when we get into these, I'm going to talk first about our strong life assessment. So this is the assessment that we come to, uh, come back to about every six weeks uh, when it works out through the schedule. About every six weeks, we will touch on these six, excuse me, seven um, KPIs uh, with our programmings and with our athletes. So I'm just going to go with name all seven, and then I'm going to touch on them real quickly after that. So it's the trap bar deadlift, the barbell floor press, the med ball throw for distance, a push-up, a chin-up, a weighted plank, and a farmer carry or a dumbbell slash kettlebell carry in each hand for distance. So those are the seven. I'm going to walk through each of them very quickly. This won't take long. Uh, kind of explain why I chose that one, uh, how we do it, and maybe some regressions that we use for anybody who can't do that. So first off, the trap bar deadlift. This is our main lower body strength um, strength pattern. So we're testing the quality of strength with our trap bar deadlift specific to the lower body. It's really a total body lift. You know, you're full body engaged, but obviously you're too your legs are powering that movement. And this is what we track here is your rep max. So we're not working to like a, a one rep max every single week or every six weeks. We're not just seeing how much we can lift for one rep. It's just part of the training. So in a typical cycle, we might do say week one, uh, three sets of eight, week two, three sets of six, and then week three is three sets of four. And then what I'll do on that fourth set is if you feel stronger, if you feel strong in that fourth set, get a couple extra, we'll cap it at eight. So you can get as many reps up to eight, as long as your technique's right and the, the weight's moving right, um, we'll let you go a plus set up to eight. And what I do in that assessment is I just record what they did. So what's cool is that your athletes can then see um, kind of how much weight they've lifted um, in different rep ranges. It's a good conversation about, okay, what different types of strength and stuff like that. So it's not always just like a projected one rep max off some crazy formula. Okay. That's trap bar deadlift floor press, similar concept. This is our main strength exercise for our upper body. So with the floor press, um, same thing. We track the rep maximum, uh, not necessarily projected one rep, uh, one RM or a true one rep max. And we do the floor press, um, because it's a little bit of a safer exercise. Um, and Honestly, I went back and forth between the floor press and like a push press, uh, but our clients and our athletes really tend to like the floor press. Um, so that's why I chose that one. Moving on, med ball throw. That's kind of our total body uh, power exercise, essentially. Um, we, do it, we do it for distance. So the guys will throw a 10 pound med ball. Uh, ladies will throw a six. And 
does a line, say there's a line, like a, a straight line. I'm sure you can imagine a line. <laughs> Sorry for over-explaining. Toes up against the line. You got your med ball in your hands on both sides of it. What we talk about is squat down or hinge down, jump and throw. So it's like a broad jump almost. Jump and throw, and then they can kind of run off the landing if they want to. You're just throwing it as far as you can. That's the med ball throw. It's teaching basically total body power. You got to drive through the legs, jump, while also explosively pushing the arms out. All right, let me go push up. This is a hand release push up. Uh, just essentially make them go down all the way. Uh, we do have a couple standards on that. We don't let the knees touch because um, then they start doing like the, kind of that worm action. Body has to move as one unit. Um, so we have the push up, hand release all the way down, all the way down the floor. Hands pop up and press. You cannot rest um, at the on the bottom. You can rest when you're fully extended at the top if you want. But the second you hit the floor, hands pop up, go again. If our clients cannot do a hand release push up, we regress that down to a bar push up. We put a bar in the rack, inclined up. Oh, I think it's at waist height. Or sorry, mid thigh height on me. So however far that's up, and then they do a push up into the bar they have to touch the bar, push away. And that's at that inclined angle. It's easier to do push ups. All right. Chin up is the next one. So chin up is our, um, you know, back strength exercise. Um, it's kind of push up and chin up are both kind of like special strength exercises. Uh, this is just max chin ups all the way down, all the way up. Simple enough. A regression we use for this is the inverted row. We set a bar in the rack up at about hip height and clients have to go all the way down. Touch the bar at the top. Uh, that's our chin-up slash inverted row test. Next one is a weighted plank. Uh, the ladies use a 25-pound plate on their back. The guys use a 45, and they just hold a plank for as long as they can. That's the weighted plank. I did a normal plank there for a little bit, but it just took forever because people can hold a, weight, a plank for a long time, so I just added a, a weighted plank to it. That's an easy one people can do. They can see progress super quickly on it. Um, I like that one a lot, weighted plank. All right, and the last one's kind of a fun one. Uh, it's testing grip and just kind of, not really conditioning, but your ability to move a little bit is the kettlebell carry for distance. So I give the, the people option on what they want to carry. Typically, I suggest the guys, I got 62 pound kettlebells. They go 15 yards and back and just keep going because that's how long I have in my gym. 15 yards and back and just continually do that until they can't do it anymore. Uh, the ladies will use, they can use whatever they want. Most of them use the 44s. Some of them use the 62s. Um, they kind of choose what they want, but when they come back and do it again, they'll have to use the same weight so they can compare. Uh, I guess they wouldn't necessarily have to, but that would be the best way to compare apples to apples on how far you've gotten better at the farmer carry. So um, those are the seven tests of our strong life assessment. Trap bar deadlift, floor press, med ball throw, push up, chin up, weighted plank, and farmer carry for distance. And one thing that also track is that the clients kind of track for themselves is the body weight. So body weight, of course, has a huge part of fitness, not only body weight, but your body composition uh, has a huge role in fitness goals, stuff like that. The challenge of body composition is I don't have a great way to test it. Um, I do but I don't know how consistent it is and time um, component of it is a challenge for me right now too as well. So we are looking at that. And a lot of that is just on how the, the clients are feeling about how, whatever's going on, uh, but body weight and body composition is also a factor in that.
All right, moving on to our athletic performance profiles. There's some similarity across these. Uh, so some of these I would not have to um, explain as much. So there's a few more. I believe there's nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine on our athletic performance because our athletes are going to add a couple more qualities that we want to test, like jump, um, kind of explosive power, sprint speed, stuff like that. We don't really sprint with our um, in our strong life program, but certainly do in our athletic performance program. So the test that we do in our athletic performance assessment is the vertical jump, a triple broad jump, 10-yard sprint, med ball throw, trap bar deadlift, dumbbell bench press, a push-up, chin-up, and carry for distance. So as you can hear through that, there's a lot of similarities across those, but going back to number one here, vertical jump, probably the most common test that athletes do in training. We do the vertical jump. It's testing explosive power through the legs, how high you can jump. Uh, we have a jump map, which has been found to be very reliable, very consistent, as long as the athletes are landing correctly and I make them land correctly. Um, yeah, vertical jump. The next one we do is triple broad jump. So I used to just do a broad jump, but I've now added a triple broad jump just because it's a little bit more of an athletic move. It does take some learning and some skill involved, which is fine. Uh, but also you, the athletes can see bigger gains with the triple broad jump. And it is like how it testing kind of that reactive strength um, from jump to jump. So the athletes are on the line, they jump out, boom, right in the next one, land, boom, right in the next one, stick landing, and I mark their heel. That's the triple broad jump. 10-yard sprint. Uh, we have some laser timers that we use. Um, so it's not just me on a stopwatch. We have a laser timer. And what I do with this is I actually give them about a three-yard fly-in, quote-unquote, um, essentially. So I guess it is a flying 10, but most flying 10s um, – a flying 10 essentially is when you – you get a buildup and then you're only calculating, um, say you start on the goal line and your lasers are between the 15 and the 30 yard line. So the measure, the lasers are gonna measure a 15 yard sprint on the, between the 15 and the 30. But the athletes start on the goal line and you let them start on the goal line. So they have a 15 yard buildup to the 15 yard line. And then they're, what's getting timed is that 15 to 30 marks. So it's really a 30 yard sprint, but you're only time in the back 15. Same concept here with our 10 yard sprint, how I do it, but it's just in a very mini scale of that is I give them like a three yard start, just a couple steps start. And then boom, we hit the, the hit the timer for a 10 yard sprint. Med ball throw, just like I talked with the strong life assessment, same test, trap bar deadlift, same test. Dumbbell bench press with our athletes instead of the, the floor press. Um, I just like the dumbbell bench press with them. It fits kind of the program a little bit better. It's not that we do a lot. And um, it's just not maybe what they're getting as much at their school, if they're training at their school as well. So we use the dumbbell bench press. Another upper body strength test. We do the push-up, just like we did the strong life assessment. We do the chin-up, just like we did with the strong life assessment, and as well as the farmer carry for distance. So... Those are our nine tests on our athletic performance assessment. Again, on both of these, we'll come back to these about every six weeks. Um, and just as a gauge on how things are progressing. Now, in a perfect world, especially early on, hopefully everyone, every single one of these is, has UPR in every single one. Reality, especially as you train more and more, that's probably not going to be the case. Um, 
hopefully you're PRing on more than less of them. Um, but you're probably not going to be able to PR on every single thing. And a lot of that will be dictated on the programming, what I'm focusing on in the programming at that particular uh, time, as well as what the, the athlete's goals are. Um, cause we can always manipulate the training to hopefully improve one aspect or the other, whatever is important to them as well. So, all right, guys, that is <clears throat> a breakdown. I do want to cover just a couple, um, results that we've had. I'm not gonna name any names on here, but some, just looking through the testing data, I have all this in like a little testing profile. So every time, every six weeks we come back to this, we'll add that testing to the athlete's profile. So as those stack up and stack up, athlete can very clearly see like, wow, look how far I've come, which is pretty cool. So just looking right now at our athlete performance profiles, just a couple that stand out. Um, you know, a 14.6 inch vertical, vertical jump to a 16 inch vertical jump <clears throat> over about a three month period. That's great. About a 17 foot two, same client, 17.2 inch triple broad jump to an 1810. You know, it's a foot and a half difference there. Um, 0.05 increase on a 10 yard sprint scrape. So those are all great numbers. Let's look at some more. Oh, we got a 20.3 inch vertical jump to a 21.5 vert jump. We have a 1.92 sprint to a 1.84 sprint. Great improvement there. There's a bunch of these guys, a 15.7 vertical jump to a 16.8 inch vertical jump over an inch in just over a month. 17.5 inch triple broad jump to an 18.1, great. Again, this is just kind of the first few assessments. So the more and more we do these, the more and more these results will stack up, it's great. All right, look at my strong life real quick. Let's look at some strength numbers. I've got a trap bar deadlift. Let's look at, a, let's just stick with trap bar deadlift. I'll read out some numbers here. Um, 105 pounds by five reps to 110 by four. Uh, probably pretty similar there. Uh, but again, it's a good example of just how the athlete can see just kind of how with different, kind of that load and um, volume relationship, how, how that works together. Let's see. There's a, here's a good one, a 210 by six to a, a 225 by five. That's a huge improvement there. That's great. A 130 by six, and this is 180 by eight. So what happens here with that, that is a huge improvement. You're talking about doing not only two reps more, you did eight reps compared to six, three months earlier, but also 50 pounds more than that. What likely happens there is that 130 by six, that first test. Actually, I do remember this is a client, that was one of their first couple days, um, our first couple weeks training. So that 130 by six probably wasn't exactly what their max was. We're not trying to max somebody out who is just starting. We're just learning the pattern. So what would I do with a client like that who's just starting on a, comes in on a test day or something. We're like, listen, we're, you're not testing today. I just want you to do this weight. I know you can hit it really well. Just do six reps of that, record it. So we know where we started at. Uh, and then we'll move from there. So that's a good example of that. Let's look. Um, a 115 by five to a 140 by four, that's huge. A 345 pounds by four to a 355 pounds by seven. That's a, he's been crushing it. That's a great example there. Um, all right, let's just do one more here. A 420, 420 pounds by three and a 450 pounds by five. All right, guys, that's, um, 
here's another example of what this, these numbers are hopefully showing you too, is we have people lifting 105 pounds and getting stronger. And we have a people lifting 350 plus into the 400s and getting stronger. Uh, that's a great sign for me as a coach with the programming, that the programming is working across a broad spectrum. Um, but again, as we get more and more um, data coming in and we see at either the low end or the high end, people are stalling out. Well, then I'll change the programming. That's why we do assessments. That's why we collect data. That's why we adjust as we go. And that's why we do training and not just working out. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Strong Life not the strong life program, but the our strong podcast is what I'm meaning to say. Um, if you're interested in any of these trainings, guys, check out our membership options. You can go to our Instagram page or Facebook or the website and in like the bio, I believe they call it on Instagram, you can hit our link tree and what you could do right there. We made it super easy for you. You can book a free trial had a lot of people reach out about wanting to interested in training but they're not really sure what it is not really sure if they could do it yada 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 i understand that a hundred percent so what we do is offer a free trial you can come out you can give it a shot and if you don't like it then you don't like it it maybe isn't for you um but i'm guessing you'll love it hopefully you can book a free trial just choose a session on there about the times that we are offering and it'll send me a notification that you booked it. I'll reach out to you and we'll get rolling. It won't cost you a dime. All right, guys, that is it for the R Strong Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, guys, stay strong.